Hi, I'm Steve Dace. So if you're looking for a summer worldview camp, this is the place to be. July 16th through the 20th, we're going to encourage your kids to become the next generation of cultural leaders. We've got pastors like Douglas Wilson, filmmakers, cultural critics and commentators like myself and Matt Walsh from The Daily Wire. Sign up at calledconference.ninja. Again, Moscow, Idaho, July 16th through the 20th, Called Conference. Dot Ninja. Hear the world calling, but some don't listen. They're only trying to drag you back into prison. That's right. Welcome back to What Have You? I'm Rachel Jankovic. I'm Becca Merkel. We've gathered together in the past the, the twilight, the in the dead night. Past Starbucks being open. Yeah. I we had to just, get McDonald's coffee. We just drove through McDonald's to get back <laughs> a coffee and, and we we pull up at the little order board and the voice from within the order board says it's like turns <laughs> says, I'm gonna need some quarters and a bathroom break. <laughs> and then <laughs> We just sat there in silence for a second, and then I said, well, I hope that works out for you. <laughs> and then the poor guy just died and was like, wrong button. Like, and, but then he was the girl in the background. There was someone providing a nonstop laugh track at him, and so we all got very killed. But he fled the scene before we got to his window. <laughs> It was delightful episode. It was. It was one of those precious little gifts. One of those moments. It was good times. One time, and I don't know why this reminds me of this, except for we were at a conference in Portland, I think, many moons ago, long time ago, and the waiter were at this dinner, and they were serving iced tea in goblets, like in stemmed goblets. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, like a water, just a stemmed cup with lemons. And um, the waiter comes up behind me and says would you like an iced tea and I was like oh sure yeah thanks so he takes one off close to him you know he takes one off close to him which overbalanced the whole tray and (laughs) the entire tray of goblets of iced tea and lemons (laughs) came over the back of my neck like totally drowned my whole dinner like just soaked me like ice all over and lemons all over and my whole plate done and it was very oh man bad pun I was gonna say it was very brisk but it, it probably was Lipton brisk anyway anyways it was a bit of a shock but he also just turned around and ran away <laughs> fled the scene did not want to be there and sent someone else out oh. to clean it up oh that's so that's for a, bad for a full minute I was there trying to get myself out of the lemons and the ice cubes before anybody else came along to trade out my plate. <laughs> oh, that's good. Anyways, oh, yep. That's yep, really it's funny. when you get to be a prop in someone else's embarrassing moment. <laughs> oh, it's awesome. It's a blessing. But um so we should say that we did not in fact perish last week we oh just, yeah sorry how about that. did we yeah we just never 
We actually can't even recall what happened last week, which might be a sign. It was such a breezy week that we didn't even... We've heard from some of you dear people that you begin praying for us when we never get a podcast episode (laughs) up. You assume we are struggling. I I would go ahead and say you assume correctly. Yeah, I was going to say it's probably true. That's probably a good sign. But last week I was doing that big dinner party and I don't know what you were doing, but life was... Probably nothing. I was probably at the spa. Probably. I think that was it. That's usually what you're doing. That's most of my afternoon. This week, though, I'll be real. It's Sunday night right now. We're staring down the barrel of the week. We're in that part. The week that I have long felt was going to kill me flat was this week. Because it's a big one. It's a big one. We've got a lot of things right after one another. And either way, by Friday, I feel like the worst will be over. So, come what may, one on way or Friday, another, we may be recounting the so, embarrassing failures of the previous week. <laughs> I don't know. Well, it's like a, it's like no matter how much we don't clear the hurdles, at least we will have gone past them in the race. <laughs> we may have fallen. We on might the bite hurdle. it. We might, yeah. You know. Could have happened, but yeah, we've got a number of other festivals we've quitting, got to get through here. Quitting on this week is not an option. No, remember I spoke before of getting together with 300 eggs to make meringue. Oh yeah, you did that, didn't you? Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, that was all yesterday and at the end of the day I Carolyn was over helping me. We looked at each other at the end of the day, kind of sort of with that sort of sticky film that you have yeah. on everything. We were making lemon curd, vast quantities of lemon curd, and then meringue. And we looked at each other at the end of it, and we were like, here's the 300 eggs. I think we had only gotten through 84. <laughs> Get out. How big of yeah. batches are you doing? Oh, uh, well, that was the problem. We were doing too big of batches, because we started by doing like 24 egg whites at a time, because I've got two ovens, and I have three racks okay. in each. But the meringues do not like to be bunched in the oven. Oh, no, they, they're probably they, worse it's than... It's like um, too much moisture in the same oven. No, because they're like... It's a thing. Like, if, you were, if you're searing meat, you don't want it yeah, too close. Yeah, you don't want it. No, it you got it. We, we were like, yeah. no, we're going to have to give them more room and more time. And so we had to scale back to like a dozen at a time, which worked. And I have another dozen egg whites worth in my oven right now as we speak. And so it'll be fine. Actually, I think we're... We're in a good place for finishing off in time. But the lemon curd involved a huge um, silver, you know, like metal mixing bowl. As the top of the double boiler, I used my rhinormous soup pot as the bottom half of the double boiler. Mm -hmm. And then my giant thing on the top. It's kind of like a behemoth boiler. So Mm -hmm. 64 egg yolks in the top. And I had my kids juicing lemons. They juiced like 140 lemons. So anyway, and zested a whole bazillion of them. So we we got one big... Well, we got two batches of 64 yolks in. And so I've got a lot of lemon curd in my fridge. But it involves standing on a stool in order to get a better angle on the top <laughs> of the double boiler. Because you have to whisk it constantly, yeah. you know. Becca, so, why didn't you just do this in the microwave? I, yeah, why not? I don't, I don't know. know. It seems like it would have been so but much we easier. We were using just a hand mixer, which was fine. It was just you have to stand there on the stool for like 20 minutes with your little mixer. Yeah. But it's gloriously good lemon curd. It's really good. It's and the good. meringue. You should have brought some. If only I had with some straws and could have <laughs> sipped on it. 
would have, would have helped us focus on this podcast. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Anyways, so that was where I was spending my days yesterday. And it's where I'll be spending so, a few days here still to come. We're in the clean out the house. Uh, but just insofar as you make worse messes. Yeah. Oh, I did we're that. We're in the, like, how much stuff could we haul out of mm. the areas to make everything else look horrible mm-hmm. and then end the day because that's that's yep. part of the whole uh moving phenomenon is that discovering all the things that you wonder why you still have oh yeah and anyways we but the the brilliant part of my plan was i've been knowing we'll have to do a yard sale so we're putting all this stuff in the garage but then like the staging area in the garage was getting out of control you know sure. Yeah. So yesterday I just posted on the two church Facebook groups that we were having a preview yard sale for people oh, yeah, for two that. hours, like yeah. in our driveway. So we just pulled the stuff out and nothing was priced. We just pulled the stuff out of the garage and people came by and took our junk and Square Cash just money. And I was like, what kind of a racket have we gotten into? <laughs> people, awesome. somebody took our broken bikes. Mm. Knowing that they were broken, you know, like knowing they that had troubles, That's they really took ideal. them, and we were like, "Please, yeah. no, don't pay me for that. Just you, just drive that away. You yeah. just take that with you." Yeah, it's really good. It was great. So that was a no, good. But see, that relieved a little bit of pressure. I last weekend, in I don't know what kind of, I don't know, non-linear way I was thinking, but I was like, ah. I'm going to rearrange my bedroom and really kind of get to the heart of some of this problem. Because, you know, it starts to accumulate layers of, you know, yeah. you just need to really roll up your sleeves and go in and get well, it done. at least in my life, it's layers of the odd bag of yeah. something you need to return. Return, and then there's yeah. the receipt pile, and then yeah. there's like, and, and I have a really unfortunate half-upholstered couch sitting in my bedroom because there's well, no that'll bring to, the mood down it brings the mood way down but there's nowhere else to stick it and then the problem is like i have to reupholster it how about you may clean out your attic you can just put it up well there. that's why i started cleaning my attic but I i'm not i think you done should yet. put it up there until one of your girls Later finds it and yeah. is like i want to reupholster yeah. and you'll be but like see, you know let me bless you with that it's a really cool couch that was grandma's and i like i like it and i want to reupholster it but it's halfway done i've got to start over it's long sorted stories about choosing the wrong fabric anyway so it's sitting in the bedroom but you know how that is like it just ends up having a laundry basket on it and then you set the box that came from amazon you know it's not good it's, it's not a window good thing. theory yeah so but then, it's just starting with a broken so picture last window weekend, i was like let's i'm just gonna i'm gonna charge into this why i don't know because i didn't have enough time to actually get anything really accomplished but what i did do is pull everything out make a huge level mess and then not have time to do anything else about it and basically I'm looking at my life going it might be July before I can come back around to this. <laughs> That's kind of a it's depressing thought so it's I feel like you good. should give yourself like 10 minutes a day just get up 10 minutes earlier to clean yeah. your bedroom. If I had 10 minutes a day I would do it. Well, I'll, I'll call any, you earlier. Any 10 I'll minutes, call you 10 minutes earlier than you yeah, were going to get up. Any and, 10 minutes I have I will be cracking eggs. <laughs> That's what I'll be doing. Oh, man. I know. Good times. It Good is. Times. It is. It's amazing. We'll get it. It'll I'm be, in the in the excitement of, so we planned the Bible reading challenge. We're getting near the end of the Bible reading challenge. We're rounding the we final are. huzzah to have read the whole Bible since September. Yeah. Which is really great. 
And I love so many things about it that I don't even, it's like hard to know where to begin of talking about what you love about it. But we are also not quitting for the summer. So, so this challenge ends uh, in May, but then we, we are going to start June 3rd with the summer challenge, which is just going to be reading through the New Testament in the summer. And I'm really excited. I'm excited about this because if we keep, we'll start again in the fall with the whole Bible. So this would mean that if you do the challenge with us, then that would mean that um, you're reading through the entire Bible once in the New Testament. Well, the Old Testament once in the New Testament twice. If you do, so the New Testament challenge in the summer is going to be four chapters a day. And with a parenthetical two extra chapters that you can read because because the whole Bible is a six chapter a day pace I th- I'm sure there are women who don't want to drop back sure. again on yeah. that and so if you do the six chapters it will mean that you're reading through the whole New Testament but a bunch of the epistles three times so you'll like yeah. do a bunch of reading there and then for the whole summer we're doing Saturday and Sunday both our days off um, Sunday is always a day off in the other plan because we're assuming that you're worshiping and hearing the word right. um, on Sunday. Saturday is, instead of the catch-up days, Saturday is a day off all through the summer. But it is, uh, we're putting in a verse for meditation or memorization, like a couple verses. Oh, fun. So, um, memorization, if you're into that. Meditation, if you just want to reflect on it, read it throughout the day was kind of the idea. Read it through the week. You know, like, just meditate on that passage. So, yeah. So, I'm very excited. I hope some of you who maybe have your um, maybe you're at a good place to join us if you haven't done it. Or if you are in the middle of the other one, way to go. We're almost done. Like, and I one of my favorite things about it is like we did it and now we're not stopping. Yeah, that's very fun. You know, like done and let's keep going because just think how fast like 10 years go by. Mm-hmm. You're just like, think, to have read your Bible yeah, 10, great. or the Old Testament 10 times, and the New Testament 20 times in 10 yeah. years, like, really that great. will change a person, and yeah. we'll do it. That's awesome. Yeah, so join us. That's, but part of the planning of that, this is when I make myself everyone's least favorite person, because I start texting everyone, like, hello, hello, yes, can you do the graphics now? Oh, is you, this your subtle you, way of telling me to get on the stick? And well, you've got to do that, but like I, I text, yeah, I do also text more people than just you. I text mm. other people too about it. Well, everyone, she's and, been oh, alerting Oh, me. and, and hopefully, Lord willing, in the summer, we're, we're also launching the French version. Yeah, fun. Um, so translating it in the reading plan into French and the weekly emails will be translated into French. Yeah, very yeah. cool. Yay. Yes. Okay, did you have something that we were supposed to talk well, about? Well, I don't know. We haven't really... I gave my plug for the Bible reading challenge so we could just call it a day now. <laughs> That'll do. I know. I could start itemizing more so, of the things I have to do well, this week. Well, tomorrow we're know, going for dad's surgery. So, yeah. uh, well, I guess by the time any of you hear this, it will be passed. It'll be but, over. but still appreciate prayers that yeah. that the cancer would be um, not invasive and that it would be easily treatable yep, and that it would not be um, you know I, we're willing for it to be as hard as God wants it to be <laughs> but still asking him to spare dad a lot of that yeah. he has yeah 
So anyways, yeah, appreciate so the prayers on that. Tomorrow, and then we've got our big president's dinner on Wednesday, and I've already made all the table runners. It's going to be really hard for me because I have to attend that oh, delicious snap, dinner. Like, it's going to be super yeah. hard. But I've already made all the runners, and they turned out really fun. I really like I'm them. I'm excited. I want one. And then, How do you get them? Do you have to buy them at this they, thing? No, they, they do. They raffle them. Oh, how am I going to win? Can you stack the deck yeah, for me? Yeah, I'll, I'll pull some strings yeah. to make sure. We didn't that's, get a goat. We didn't go to this dinner last, last year, year because right. we were in Malibu yeah. bringing Nate back from we his just brain surgery. back from Malibu. So anyway, yeah, those are done. That's very exciting. And then on Thursday is the NSA graduation and that's where I'm doing the reception and all of the, um, that's why I'm organizing the desserts and all of that little piece of excitement. So Thursday night though, we will have gotten over those we'll hurdles. We'll be like home free, home free. Then when you then get, then we only have so like Thursday night. Why don't you come help me pack? Ha ha ha! She laughed <laughs> wanly. Yeah, I've got this trip to England coming up where I'm pretty sure we're all gonna just go in our like I don't know pajamas that night and say, well, we'll just buy clothes in England because we didn't have time to pack. Ooh, that's a good idea. That's a fancy idea. You know, uh, sometime in there we'll get it, and then. Well, we still have to get through finals and oh, graduation man. and Jemima's graduating. This is, and this is and the so time. she needs like a graduation this dress. This is the time of year when. Oh, when, she's also, she's valedictorian. Oh, I'm just yes, going to pause so to say great. that. Good I know, job, I'm Gemma. so proud of her, but she's writing a speech and we got to get her a dress and we got to, and then you have to do the like graduation table and just so many things. So there's, there's a lot. Of pieces. There's a lot of that. Yeah. You can't forget the... that your daughter's graduating because you're overcome with meringues. Yeah, that's important to yeah. not. It's important. It's one of those things that you should keep a grip on. Yeah. Exactly. And it's the time of year where our kids are all like, but I have to have a bike helmet by tomorrow at 8. You're like, oh. wait, what? Why? Oh. And they're like, why don't I have a bike that fits me right now? And you're like, wait, what? And it's like, oh, class bike trip is happening yeah. tomorrow. Like, or, we'll just wad up some tinfoil and like, put it on uh, your head. Like, do we still have a styrofoam cooler in the garage? <laughs> whittle that into sort <coughs> of a circle Bike shape. helmets is kind of a perennial angst at my house because my children have huge heads. Not just my children, <laughs> but all of us have huge heads. And, and It's a family problem. Hopefully only in one way. But, you know, my... my um, it would always be like the heads, our head sizes off the charts at the doctor's office. Like, it's yeah. just funny. I remember when they measured me for the graduation cap. They were like, whoa. <laughs> Well, I remember. Like, really? Is that why so, no hat so has ever Becca, fit my head? So, Becca's obviously on my side of the family. I don't know. Are you bigger headed than I am? Or well, have we tell tied? Me this. Have you ever been able to wear a hat? Because Not really. Usually, no. No hat has ever fit my head. Well, it's like, I can't tell if that's because my head's so big or if I just look really bad in hats. But either way, what the funny part to me is that we... Um, so we would take like our three-year-old to try to get a bike helmet and you're like, well, we should probably round up to like five to eight-year-old size. Yeah. You know, you get that thing and just no way is that going to get on our three-year-old's head. So we end up, you end up having to buy like a 15-year-old helmet for a three-year-old and it's a little, it gets a little silly up and down. So anyway, you were saying something about, oh, this was a few days ago. You're like. Here's what I have to say about minimalism. And then we both began to go off and then we were like, no, 
let's save it. For oh yeah, the we should, so we should talk about it on the podcast. I'll yeah. tell you, I made a witty joke upon the Instagram tonight. She blessed herself. I blessed guys. myself. It was one of those ones where I probably should have held back because I was too amused by myself. <laughs> but my Clinique face soap, which I love. If you don't use Clinique face soap, get I, yourself you know out there I and didn't. get some. I, I used to use it, but and it, you don't like mm, it. No, it's not that I don't like it. I just. Well, that was best. because you moved on to Cindy Crawford's ah, line yay, of beauty yeah, products. I've already, I've already told She's my already embarrassing secret. Every once in a while I see it. I think I was at Panda Express and saw an ad of Cindy Crawford and you're like, doing well, it. And I was like, she snookered Becca. Somebody, she got my sister somebody out there with this TV it. infomercial. Cindy Crawford roped back in. No, it wasn't the infomercial that got me. It was eBay. <laughs> All right. So, anyways, Moving the point on. is, my Clinique soap—it's a hard soap, yeah, so it and lasts it dries your for, skin a little bit out, like chaps it out a bit. That's uh, how I felt about it. No, because, well, it actually, actually, I should tell you a story about that. Well, they have like three different. There's like mild and medium, and then more. So, like, yeah. you, it would only chap your skin out if you were using a more aggressive one than you ought to. Which I probably was. Probably. But one time I went, one time I went in to buy a new one at the beauty counter and the, and you know how it is. You, it was like I had to run into, it was when Macy's was still here and I had to run in there like late at night sometime as you struggle bus your way into the beauty <laughs> counter, which is really not really what you want to do is like yeah. meet up with the person who full time yeah. manages their face while yeah. you <laughs> at the end of a long, hard day, you know, but I'm in there. Nonetheless, and I'm like, I need just a face soap, but I was like, I want just a, I think I use the number one. It's like the mild one. You yeah. know, like, I was like, this is the one I want. And she just, and she looks at me, she's like, are you sure that you don't need the one for oily skin <laughs> or something? And I was like, uh, no, I don't. I don't. And it was, but it was like a really funny moment where you're like, like second guessing do I look super oily bit? right yeah. now to you? Would it and improve me if I'm I like, did? What, what am I doing something wrong? And she was like, well, I'm, are you sure that you don't need this other number? And I'm like, well, I, you know, I'll be. however it came up, the, the beauty professional sold me the one for oilier skin. And then I just did chap my face <laughs> off and had to go back the next day and be like, wrong, <laughs> wrong soap. I'm dying. Like this is not it, but all of this. I my back to my to her warmer, witticism. Back to my yeah. So my her Instagram it's hard wit. <laughs> it's just that my soap had gotten down to like the size of one of those um, like a little stick of gum, like kind of a, a wrinkly, like a it wasn't gum. in no way that thick. It was probably mm. like a um. No. Oh yeah, it was kind of similar. Like I guess Wrigley's. It was small, yeah. a little smaller than that, thinner and. But anyways, if you'd sucked on your Wrigley's for so a while. So I posted a picture of myself holding it saying like I've been really pursuing minimalism lately <laughs> like and so this is what my Clinique face soap is looking like and that half of it was not bringing me joy and was too much clutter so I accidentally <laughs> washed it down the drain. <laughs> Hashtag mindfulness. Because but the the point I was making the other day Tobacco when, as I was saying, the problem with minimalism is that it is a different kind of maximalism. Oh, it's all and kinds of maximalism. It is, yeah, but it is, it's just you trade out one category of too much for a different category of too much. Yeah. If I have to decide on one pair of shoes for all occasions for each of my children, 
then that is like 70 hours of labor <laughs> on the internet, right? Like, like so much. And then you have and to probably, like research what's going to yeah. be the most durable, perfect one pair of shoes. Cost effective. Yes, dollars because per you're square like, inch. because you start being like, we can only have one. We must choose yeah. wisely. That you're like, you're doing division problems to find out how yeah, much does or, each wear cost me. Right. Like, and you end up in a place where you have the whole like mindfulness comment is like, but do I want all of my mind in how I'm managing the produce drawer? Because surely there's more out there for my mind to be stressing out about. Like, surely I should push, you know, like, yeah. not no, it's but just there's... that to be that thoughtful and careful about everything all the time is not minimalism. It is no. spending all of your thought and energy on the littlest things in your life. Yeah, which in is order nothing. To... It's not like there's anything wrong with it. If you're a person that really loves wide open bare spaces in your apartment go for the gold but it's like it's the kind of person who obsesses and it would probably be easier to be minimalistic if you were living by yourself when well, you were yeah, in a minimalistic sure. but life I just mean the the kind of the uh super trendy minimalism right now is very much maximalism but sort of directed slightly elsewhere well i read that <laughs> I, I don't remember if we talked about this on the podcast did we I remember saying I mentioned say. an article. Uh, well, anyways, there was an article that was about this that I thought was really insightful that was just saying that minimalism is for the rich. And it was basically saying that the richer people you see, the less they carry with them. Like, oh, that yeah. it was basically like you have your money, so you don't really need to bring everything else with you all the time. But the person who doesn't have money will need a backpack with their water bottle from home. Because they don't want to pay $5.80 for a water bottle in the city. Right. Or like, or they're saying, you know, poorer people may actually need to have a second model of their car jacked up on center blocks in the <laughs> yard. Because they might be trying to repair their car with the parts from that. And right. it was just saying that, or keeping random things in the junk drawer. Because you might need them and you might not have right. the money to go right. buy but that <clears throat> I will admit freely though that I could use a little bit more mindful minimalism in my life right now because it's all you know there's a way of having it all snarl out of control which a couple corners of my house are a little bit that way like I said my room pulled a little bit apart but I'm actually but, a real purger it's like a hobby of mine is getting yeah. rid of things I'm not using but <laughs> I do have a way of using too many things sure but there's also the kind of life that that obsesses over smudges or something in a way that isn't actually minimal no and and I think that if you invest way too much meaning in like your three tank tops for the summer you yeah. really are just spending yourself on really small things like like being too caught up in the yeah. tiny decisions of your life yeah. unless you're like naturally just really good at that and you can do it without Although, on the flip side, when we were moving to England, um, the first time we were just going with our suitcases and it had to be like our entire life boiled down into the suitcases. And so you, I really did have to think through what exactly are the bare minimum requirements for each of my children. Because everybody was under like six at the time or seven. Knox was probably seven and Judah was one. So really had to be yeah. everybody needs to have two pairs of jeans, this many shirts, something to wear to church, a raincoat, uh, you know, like yeah. whatever. And so I made sure to like, everybody had this exactly what they needed 
And it was a really lovely thing to know that, like, when we got there, it was like everybody had the clothes, like, clothes yeah. that fit. Everybody's were new all at the same time. You know what I mean? It was really mm-hmm. nice. Yeah, but that, I like that also. For a minute, it was right. nice because then it gets old and then you start buying stuff and then, you know, by the time. But it, you just, life is messier than that. Yeah. I is. think it, that's the thing is that those are those little mountaintop moments. Yeah. But I was laughing because we're going through a major transitional time in all the ways right now. We're moving. We have things going on family-wise. There's a lot of transitions with mom and dad moving into grandpa's mm-hmm. house and us mm-hmm. moving. You know, all of this, all like that we're trying to build and then we're trying to, we have a daughter going into high school and another one going into junior high and it's the, you know, the, it, it's a season change. It's every kind of season change. Yeah. Well, this time of year, I always get creamed by this and this is how it happens. The laundry just about chokes me out of my life and I do, I'm not a big saver of hand-me-downs, but if people have like decent shorts at the end of short season, I do stack them in their closet or save them somewhere in yeah. case it will fit them again. Well, so what happens is I have endless amounts of laundry and all of it is the wrong ones. Like yeah. there's a ton of dirty clothes, but it is hot outside now and I am washing thermal long sleeve shirts and wool socks and I'm wondering why that's happening. Then mm. the kids are asking me, don't I have shorts? Yeah. So then we're pulling out all of the clothes from last year. So now we add to the mix of all the winter clothes. We add all the summer clothes that fit no one. Yeah. Like now that's out. Yeah. So now we're like, is there anything else we could bring mm. out of well, places right now? What I'm right facing now? is I've got three high school daughters. It just is hitting short season. And once again, it is brought home to me that why tiny short shorts are not the ones. Find a decent short that's cute. Like yeah. it is impossible. What well, like what's happening difficult. in the world? But well, I don't know why they soar from the three engine seems to Bermudas. Well, yeah. Couldn't we find something more that's kind of mid? I look for five inch. Yeah, that's a good uh-huh. length. But I just mean well, and the problem is, is sometimes depending on how tall you are. Well, obviously. Yes. It's and I've got Some three I've got three tall tiny. girls. And so proportionate I mean the proportions matter. If you've got a little short cute something, then the same three inches of inseam yeah, they're not covers do it. proportionately quite a bit more thigh or whatever. But no, it's like once again we're at the place of being like, shoot. It's summer and it's hard to find yeah, things that are that are cute and decent and you know yeah serviceable I feel like I I went through the I did it where we pulled out all the wool socks and pulled out all like I pulled out all the inappropriately warm clothing last year Shad straight up gave himself heat exhaustion because (laughs) I was such a bad mom that he kept putting on sweatshirts and stuff Uh and I just I was thinking for sure he'll figure it out that this is not comfortable yeah. Like he was not figuring it out and he kept overdressing for every occasion. And then I was like, man, you don't look so great. And then he was like, he actually got like heat exhaustion oh, no. from overdressing. And I would tell him, I'd be like, you should put shorts on. And he was like, no, because I'm hot. And I was like, well, that's how you do it when you're hot. This is what happens when it's been a long winter. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Anyways, this year I've been making him drink and be like, wait. 
and he, but he did get out the door to church today in a flannel shirt. Oh, yeah. Which was an accident on my part. It was like, <laughs> dang it, I thought I checked everybody before they got out the door, but I didn't. Oh, that's hilarious. Yeah. So, anyways, back to minimalism. I think that there's a way of thinking that you're going to be... Like, the temptation with minimalism. If it's not just something you prefer, like... Like, I prefer Italian food, or I prefer... You know, yeah. like, this is just right. a way of life. I like this way of life. Mm-hmm. I think I actually kind of lean towards minimalism yeah. anyways. I'm a person who, like, chooses a dance yeah. go shoe and wears it till it dies. Sure. So that's, you know... Dance goes um, never die, though, so that's hard to do. That is <laughs> There is a point there. <laughs> anyways, I... If it's not just something that you lean into easily like that, it's just so easy to become, like, a weird, like perfectionistic idolatry about my how important every little decision that I'm making is this big of a deal. But see, I think I think that like you can imagine somebody saying I like Italian food and that's fine and they're they are perfectly able to understand other people who like Chinese food more than right. Italian food. And they might disagree, but they still understand where it falls in the general, like, scheme of the universe. But if you are the kind of person who's a minimalist looking down from your lofty heights about anybody else who's not. But oftentimes, I think it's not so much that a minimalist is being superior to everyone else. They think they're being radically superior to the, their own selves before yes, the great yes. change. It's like some kind they're of like, misdirected now. guilt. Yeah, they're like, now I have finally broken free of the bonds mm-hmm. of my... I feel like sometimes it can almost be like a strange echo of some of those medieval monks who would like yes. climb up and sit on a pole yes, for like 30 I'm years. I'm going to do something really strangely exhausting and introspective and difficult because the material world is but and it it is so tied up (laughs) like philosophically in our time it is so tied up with guilt because people are guilty about living in a wealthy culture they're guilty about um having possessions they're not using in some way they're Mm -hmm. guilty about um the origins of those possessions like it starts to be like Mm -hmm. well i can't buy my one true t-shirt from a factory overseas like I have to everything right. has to become a right. I have to have I have super to have sourced I have to every single movement of mine has to be able to be traced all the way back right. to its God glorifying origin. Like, I don't know if the people going to have to embrace nature completely. The people who were making these fibers into threads, there might have been a lot of sin involved. We're gonna have to get out some purification thoughts over this whole thing. <laughs> we're gonna because it it really is that way. Like it's like I'm going to take on the burden for a perfect godliness of some kind you know like perfect a perfect performance i do think that it it immediately like you're right it's about yourself it's about people trying to earn themselves some kind of like little gold stars in their own notebook but then they immediately do turn around and feel superior but if you aren't doing that yet you're probably doing it to yourself you're probably being like at least i'm not like i was last month sure like at least i finally got rid of the bulletin board it was so bad in my life, causing my mind but to like, feel I remember one time talking, encumbered by yeah. the activities of others. It's like I was talking to a, a girl, and she, um, she only would ever buy clothes from a thrift store. Which fine, whatever you know, whatever floats your boat, go whatever buy it from your a, hair yeah, back. Yeah, buy it from a thrift store. But the reason she did 
was because she could not reconcile it with her conscience to buy it from any other store because of potential not fair trade practices that might have gone into the production of the clothing. But I'm like, you see, you didn't actually change that by buying it at the thrift store. It could no. have still had a sordid backstory. And you just... But I bought it off of someone else. Yeah, you bought it yeah. for cheap. So, I like... The sad part about that is that I, I think that these are the things... This is where it gets really complicated for people. Because I don't feel guilty at all buying what is available to me without checking its entire backstory of its whole right. origin story, whether it's all ethical, whatever. I feel no guilt about that. But that is not the same thing as saying that we don't believe that there should be There's ethical practices. As ethics. Or we don't believe, right, yeah. we don't believe, it's not that. But we do believe that Christians going weirdly inward and guilty will change nothing. No. Like, or Christians turning into the great accusers of the brethren is also so not going to... I gonna... think there's a lot of parallels with meat sacrifice to well, idols. Well, obviously, because... Because the thing is, like, if you can eat the meat which the man in the little back room offered up to an idol, and it did not taint the meat, and you can eat it without being defiled, then surely... If Walmart in the back room somewhere are tainting their Tupperware, if they have a little idol of productivity and and marketplace, on the other hand, cutthroat practices in the marketplace. On the other hand, you are certainly not allowed to offer your meat up to an idol. No, that does taint. But I have a thing. Okay, if you're going to bring up food, then this is a long-held theory of mine about food. I haven't been thinking about it though. So I wasn't really talking about the food. I was talking about the metaphor. I I know, but I want to say I'm. It's a metaphor of a metaphor of what you were talking about. So this. This would be really good. We're going deep into the metaphor woods. Metric sort of metaphors. Yeah, so this is the thing, though, that I think about that. Is that I buy food at Winco. I don't feel obligated to be buying organic. Or um, I don't feel not just... I buy things like that when I actually just value the product. When it's like, I like this item, then I will buy it. But not because of some kind of... Not because I have any guilt about sure. buying the the Winco store brand right. powdered sugar if I want to. Right. Whatever. <laughs> I don't know where it comes from or what they're doing at the yeah. factory. Like, I don't know, but I'm buying it. Well, it's true that if you go like, you know, the like the the gods, you know, you could say that like, yes, some of those like we're just making money, we're just doing this. It's kind of like the idol of industrial effectiveness you know sure. what I mean like it's kind of like like I don't know Mars you Basically, know what I mean like, mammon? yes like there's sure there's probably some of that idolatry but if you go down to the food co-op the idolatry is all like we're worshipping mother earth and yeah. Venus and whatever so I'm totally on board with seeing both of those places there's idolatry yeah. happening behind it the problem is when Christians start acting like God is more glorified by this idolatry yeah. than by this other one. Like saying yeah. God is more glorified by by Christians buying the things that were sacrificed to Venus yes. than he is by Christians. Because the problem is you're starting in on the worship if you're saying this is glorifying God. Yeah. If you're like, this activity is better because even though they're pagan, they're doing something more... Right. righteous in right. God's eyes. And it, and anyways, the point is, I just think that the most effective 
driving forces for change in the world is like gratitude and joy and yep. and it's not guilt and it's not accusations like those are things that change but if you're driven by guilt and fear as you shop you know that you're on the wrong path already yeah you're already doing something wrong yeah, if you're scared that you might buy a thing that was tainted if you're guilty that you might have bought a thing that was tainted then you're not being grateful to God for the thing that he provided for you. Yeah, and and you're not just you're also you're also getting trapped into some kind of works righteousness cons- like right. like if you do this perfectly then you won't be guilty right. or then God will bless your health or then yeah. like you know that all of these things. Right. And one of the the weirdest things that comes up in my mind all the time is that like you know what's super unhealthy? anxiety and worry and fear and stress like those are all things that can cause you physical problems yeah like i'm pretty sure it is like healthier to joyfully eat a twinkie than it is (laughs) to get yourself in an angsty net trying to work on your gut biomes with charcoal powders and pumice stones like like I'm pretty sure yeah I'm like pretty sure that whatever you're doing right there is not gonna avail you good health the thing is whatever you're choosing whatever you're buying if you're doing it with gratitude and not with a looking down your nose at your neighbor who bought something else and without feeling like you've just earned a point in heaven and whichever you're doing do it to the glory of god yeah. like do it without the idol involved do yeah. it with like i'm faithfully and trying to feed my family on and the I'm other hand not like, i have no problem with like let's say i was buying my chicken from a local butcher and i discovered that he was like maliciously persecuting oh. the chickens well i'd be like fine i'm gonna go somewhere else i'm not gonna buy your well, we'll like, like why well, i'm not gonna like, subsidize that you've got a problem man like yeah. this is not on it. the other hand if i didn't know and i bought the chicken i i am not guilty about that and so no. and, and oftentimes i think we're easily spooked by by scary headlines we saw on walmart on, on walmart i'm looking at the walmart <laughs> sign um <laughs> read it aloud headlines that we that you saw on facebook and then you feel like you know the whole story you know all of the backstory like, oh oh yeah mcdonald's chicken nuggets are made of pink goop yeah <laughs> it's so, like i don't know if you've yeah. ever seen a healthy raw chicken because it's not beautiful either no, no but i just mean like whatever you you saw the scary headline and then and then out of guilt or out of fear you then go off and you know i don't know look down your nose at others that's no, usually not it healthy ends up, no but that's what's funny it almost universally turns into a uh, abstinence of something like a, some kind of a self-righteous withdrawal from fellowship <laughs> do you know what I mean like it never it never just no. it never goes quietly into the night like as no. if someone said so like if somebody is walking through the Winco and they're like you know what I bet's not good for me I bet these cocoa pebbles is a bad choice in my diet I'm gonna skip them this week well they don't have any reason to go blast it out on the internet and the war horns everywhere to tell everyone guess what I'm off cocoa pebbles so now you can't feed me normally at any group function like I have become be a I have become strictly cocoa pebble free like who cares like nobody cares make your decisions you know get on with your life yeah but that it it's like I make decisions about what we're eating, what's not healthy, why I don't want to pursue yeah. that. It's nothing It's nothing against that. It's just that if you're getting on some kind of a weird 
Um, now the only righteous thing I can do is abstain <laughs> from crab with a K. <laughs> Now that I know about these fake seafood processing situations, do you even know about the workers who make that fake pink dye that goes on it? What's happening there? I just mean there's a lot of things. It's like we can't take all that on. There's nothing wrong with making decisions. No. But the more angsty you get about making them, the more likely you are to be breaking up fellowship with other people over it, looking down on people, trying to buy your health with faithful more and more of a cranky face and giving yourself wrinkles. Yeah, oh, that's probably how it's (laughs) happening. (laughs) Anyways, I think in general, it's just a good idea to know how little we can actually know anyways. Like, we be as faithful as we can be with what we have. We try to glorify God. Yes, we don't. We are not into the mistreatment of animals. No, of course not. But see, that's that's a different question. It's a completely different one. And lots of times people hop off the point real quickly. Well, actually, okay. I was making this point to one of my classes this week. I was saying, here is a really important life skill. Is that you be able to distinguish between different kinds of statements. So if I was to say, for instance, hey, this song, the lyrics are not the best. They could use some work. That's That's one level of claim. If you cannot engage with that without saying, so you're saying I'm going to hell then because I listened to it? Oh, that was that lady. That lady with what's his face. Yes. So that's a completely different issue. It's a completely different claim. No, I didn't say that. I said this is not good. It's it's sloppy thinking and it's also the kind of thing that immediately causes fights because the other person's like, I didn't even say that. And then they're like, you just accused me of going to hell because I listened to the, you know. You said (laughs) I don't like my grandma. Everybody likes so, to freak out yeah. about a little bit. And of so so that is actually not engaging honestly with the discussion. But my point here is like let's say that you and I are claiming you are not guilty if you buy a product that was unethically produced four steps back the chain. You know, back up yeah. the chain. That is not the same thing as us saying there's no such thing as an ethical way to produce a product. Or there's no like, such there's no time that anyone the, could be responsible for their sure, purchase choices. But like what you your job before God as a consumer is actually different and it has a whole different right. set of responsibilities than your job before God as a producer. And your job of, is always Brad, well, Rachel's just taking just off. Driving. She's driving. She's like I'm <laughs> They, this know, is they it. weren't gonna know. I was gonna do it in yeah, secret. No, she's Oh, they, they were going to know because I'm not buckled. But anyway, like your job as a producer, your job as a manufacturer, your job as a company owner, you have a different set of obligations, but your job as a customer is not quite the same thing. Now, at some point they overlap, but you have to be able to distinguish those things. But and so, I, I think I would back up even further just because you were saying what your job is not. What we are saying is that your job universally is is to live in the joy of the Lord with gratitude and thanksgiving. And not like, be dominated and by guilt. And not be dominated by guilt and not be dominated by fear or anxiety, anxiety. or social pressure. Or like, no. all my friends only let their kids eat Annie's goldfish. If I bought the other kind of goldfish, it would look like yeah. I didn't care about or them. Or all the other mothers are doing 
these supplements for their kids and I must be a terrible human because I'm not or whatever yeah, it may because be. I'm not I don't know right now what their count of healthy gut bacteria is. Yeah. So if you're if you're being all pressured by worries of whatever kind that are extra biblical. <laughs> yeah. Totally like, extra. And so we're saying those are the things you're obligated to do and as you're interested in or have the freedom and time to enjoy and, money, and in and gratitude celebrate that, then go for it. Yeah. And if you've got the money to eat like beautiful organic local produce all the time, well awesome. Well but have fun with that. In the meantime, I think we should also all be grateful that we have the option of not getting scurvy because we can get that, oranges right? all year round. I always Even if they're not the most perfect off the I, tree see, Florida I orange. have a soft spot in my heart for the weird looking tomatoes that are out of season because I'm like, see, tomatoes are so good that we have to have them no matter how ugly they are. Like we're like, we'll yeah. keep doing it when they're pale. Yeah. We'll keep having yeah. tomatoes. Yeah. We like it. And the thing is, is like, sure. You're right. An heirloom, beautiful tomato that's oh, yeah. still warm from the sun. Well, of course yeah, that's better. That's kind of insane. But when you go around turning up your nose at God's bounty in the in the and, grocery store, and not just and not just what God has done for you, but how many lives of dedication and people's work made this possible for you yeah. to have access to these things yeah. and to sneer at that and be like, it's not as nice. Okay, I was I do love the cookbook. Jerusalem. I've been getting yes. a real kick out of that one lately. It's got amazing recipes in it. However, in the introduction, I was snorting a little bit because he was doing the classic thing of saying that this is, he calls it real food as opposed mm. to the fake food. And he said real food, meaning it was grown by real people with real names. Like, in, who do you think is in bringing like in Israel, the mass quantity he said Israel and Palestine or something instead of nameless, faceless farmers from around the globe. And I was like, but here's the thing. For me, some farmer in Palestine is a nameless, nameless faceless, faceless farmer, guy. Yeah. And I'm not going to go saying you're not eating real food because I don't know the farmer's name. Like, like what kind of weird thing little, is that? Seems a little lofty. No, but it's also <laughs> incredibly snotty and not grateful because it's like honestly not, just not, not gracious at all no it's not gracious or grateful but I mean like sure an orange or a tomato in the winter well the oranges are good in the winter but you know what I mean yes out of season yeah it's not as good as the one that just came out of wherever however but how wonderful that you can have isn't one. it awesome that we get to eat kind of watery and strawberries it's just right, yeah. when it's not and, summer and there are people who live in areas where you actually could just live off the land with a really diverse diet but mm -hmm. we'd be seriously no. up a creek here no we'd have lentils and garbanzos we'd have all the beans a person could ever look for and none of the produce for no. most of the year no we couldn't have any real so we're just saying hummus but we wouldn't even be able to produce the tahini for the hummus so we'd just be having ground up garbanzos <laughs> it'd be a hard time it would not be the best of food yeah and so and when you say oh we could have delicious salmon it's like only if we were commuting daily on a major <laughs> trip yeah yeah so anyway so, be grateful be grateful and change the world that way change the world by through the gratitude and enjoyment of what God has given yeah. you. And if you can get the really good tomato, get it. But in the meantime, just be happy for the watery one. Yeah, or even pass it by if you must. All right, well, we should probably yeah. wrap this Do you up. Have a Do you have a tip or a I'm, recipe? I'm just going to say the Jerusalem cookbook. It's really my favorite. And I don't remember the guy's names because they are you gave me that cookbook. Israeli names. Mm -hmm. But I need, to, I need to use it more. 
avidly. It's, I have been going through that lately with some stuff, and there are some fabulous recipes in there. The hummus is really good, just the basic hummus recipe. And then I did, for this dinner party last week, I did a roasted beet spread with goat cheese and hazelnuts on Yum. top. It actually is the most incredibly that beautiful color really good. of all time. Mm-hmm. And I made one a couple weeks ago that was like a lamb that you slice really thin. I can't remember what it was called, but you put it, you do the hummus, and then you put the hummus, like you spread it on the plate, and then you put this like pile of little like thin slivers of um, lamb. And I, I can't remember all the spices that went into it, but it was amazing. There was like cinnamon, and I mean, oh, it was yeah, really yeah. good. And you put that on top and then eat it with flatbread. It was it was quite luscious. Sounds really with good. With a really yummy side salad that had like hunks of flatbread and radishes. I and made a, a salad that was inspired by a friend, a spring salad dinner. She made hers more beautifully with a seared salmon filet on top of it. Okay. But I have heavier eaters than she has. And I also didn't have salmon and only had chicken. But I made kind of riffing off of what she did just made a big salad for dinner but had blueberries and goat cheese and toasted hazelnuts and then I had uh, I did chicken for the meat but I just steamed a bunch of those tiny new potatoes and threw them in it like and asparagus all in the salad and the um oh it was super good and but the potatoes and I did pickled red onions. So then the Ooh, that and then amazing. the potatoes helped to make it a main dish meal for my family. You know, like the chicken yeah. and the potatoes. Well, but I did it with them so hot. It was kind of like the nichois. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Doesn't a nichois salad is the salmon and potato, isn't it? But yeah. I didn't put egg in it. But you know, it's good. Um, while you're on the subject of blueberries and salads, I would also recommend the Pioneer Woman has a it's like a chicken and blueberry and corn I think and it's got like a creamy dill dressing Mm. on it and red onions in there it's yummy although now that I say this I think I might have tweaked the recipe myself and made a sort of different version but it's really good yeah and it's a fun summary it's something different because you know when the weather changes and you don't know what you're cooking yeah you're like get all disoriented (laughs) like what do we do at this time of year I can't remember I know so anyway guys Rachel drove me to my door I am like at my house now I think that's a hint well aren't we time zapping probably I'm just saying. It, it, clearly, she'd like me to exit now. No, my... it's not that. But we look at us. We blabbed on for we 52 did. minutes. Yeah, and we... I totally need some quarters and a bathroom break at this point. <laughs> <laughs> Don't All you right. know? All right. Until well, next time. Have fun. Bye-bye. <laughs>I'm a 2009 graduate of New St. Andrews College, and I'm a commercial property manager. Three kids at Logos, one at home still, and I do flowers on the side out of our house. When you have these little people that you're responsible to shepherd, you realize, I need to know what I'm talking about because they need to have a firm foundation and they need deep roots so that they don't get blown over and that they're ready to stand up for the truth. I am a programmer. The language aspect of NSA is a fantastic preparation for any sort of programming. I'm a real estate broker here in town. I think absolutely the perfect um, education for being in sales of, of really any kind. I actually put it to a lot of great use when I was working in the political realm. I am a pastor in Central Coast, California. Whatever vocation you take, it'll make you 
take that seriously because you're seeing it through the lens of the sovereignty and lordship of Christ. To learn more, visit us online at nsa.edu.